2: Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice. Where you have it repaired, choose Capital Collision Center. Big show today inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. We'll talk high school hoops with Guy Onquist, Capital Boys coach. We're going to talk to Sue Halls Bannon, cheer coach over at Capital, and uh, much more. We have On This Day in History, the walk-off, and everything else coming up that you have become accustomed to on this uh, show. And uh, you can watch live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can uh, listen live on Podbean, Network One Sports, TreasureStateRadio.com as I sport my new Great Falls Central Mustang shirt. So thanks to Coach Wes Ross for uh, the shirt. Um, I either have been working out too much because, or I've been eating too much because it feels like a medium. Thanks, Coach. All right, uh, so the NAIA tournaments get started this weekend with regionals across the, uh, the country and the Carroll College men and women both head to Lewiston, Idaho, and they were uh, the Carroll men were supplo- uh, supposed to play the College of uh, the Ozarks out of Missouri, and then all of a sudden today it was announced that they weren't. And joining us now is uh, Helena I.R. sports reporter and Carroll beat writer, Daniel Shepard, who's uh, been doing a great job since he got into town. But, Daniel, um, what, what happened and why does Carroll have a new opponent?
3: Uh, Well, it sounds like uh, College of the Ozarks uh, pulled out of the tournament. Um, I spoke to uh, someone with the NAIA this morning, uh, and they said College of the Ozarks president um, wasn't willing to have them go compete uh, in Lewiston this weekend. So, uh, Carol Mann will now play uh, Texas Wesleyan um, out of the Sooner Athletic Conference on Friday.
2: Okay, so... And I was reading the College of the Ozarks website. I reached out to their AD. I haven't heard back yet. I'm sure you did the same thing, Daniel. But um, it said right there on their home page of sports that this is like a week-by-week decision. And they played some hoops, and now all of a sudden they can't go to the, the NAI tournament. Like, why would you play then anyway?
3: I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they've only, uh, they only played, what, seven games this year so so? Um... And the whole reason why they're in this position, why they were chosen um, you know, to go to nationals, they upset the number one seed uh, in their, their conference tournament. They're part of the um, you know independent schools. They beat the uh, number one seed to get to the um, semifinal game, and uh, you know that's kind of what put them in this position. So I'm not sure uh, what they're thinking is is right now.
2: Well, and it's weird because I think they were two and five. Is that right? Something like that? Yep, two and five. Okay, and then they pulled off a, an upset win. So. It's I guess it's probably a good thing and now Carroll gets 10 and 5 Texas Wesleyan but if you're coach Paulson in the gang now you've got to re-switch everything in a hurry to focus on a completely different basketball team than what you were thinking you were going to play.
3: Right, right. Her sounds like this decision was made uh late Friday so okay. really since Saturday um you know you had to prepare but that that takes a couple of days away from your your preparation time for sure.
2: There's no doubt Daniel Shepard joining us, Helena IR, sports reporter. All right, and the winner gets uh, L.C., is that right? No, Who? Do, uh, Arizona Christian, which is uh, – that's a loaded – I mean, Lewiston, Idaho is loaded with talent uh, for this regional this weekend um, at the uh, activity center. It's going to be – doesn't matter, A ba- bracket or B bracket, Daniel. It looks tough on either end.
3: Right, yeah. The uh, the Carroll women, they played the winner of L.C. State and uh, William Jessup, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona Christian is the one seed for the on the men's side, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be uh, interesting to see who comes out of that bracket. Um, Carol women have the inside track, obviously with the number one seed, but uh, going to be in some good, for some good games, especially on the men's side. Carol's got to play uh, you know two if they if they win on Friday.
2: So if they beat Texas Wesleyan, which is out of the uh, Southland or not Southland, but uh, the Texas Red Super. River Con- uh, Sooner Athletic Conference, that's right. Um, Carol on their run to the national championship a couple years ago, beat a team out of the same conference and uh, made a run to the national championship game. So maybe this is uh, fortuitous. Is that a word?
3: Well, last year they uh, they were actually scheduled to play Texas Wesleyan in the opening round of the national tournament before it got canceled. So this is kind of like deja vu for them.
2: It kind of is, Daniel. And so now there's a little bit – you have a little bit of similarity with some players on, on West, uh, Texas Wesleyan. Uh, this is a very good basketball team though how much uh how much have you learned about them
3: um, yeah I've, I've kind of went over them a little bit it looks like they're scoring um eighty three points a game. It kind of remind me on paper at least of a little bit of like providence okay uh, have three players scoring eleven point nine plus and eight players scoring at least six points per game so they like to distribute the ball they got good guard play um, they can make threes can defend well so Reminds me a lot of uh, Providence from the Frontier,
2: which is a pretty good basketball team in its own right. Uh, you've been covering the Frontier. Were you surprised as we switch over to the women's side now that the uh, the Frontier got three teams in?
3: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, uh, Providence overtook Western for the number two seed there going into the Frontier tournament. So you kind of figured Providence was gonna was gonna get in. A little shocked that the Providence lost and didn't make it uh, deeper into the Frontier tournament than they did, you know, to the championship game, but. You know, Providence and Western are both good teams, and then obviously Carroll is kind of the class of the, the conference. So I'm uh, not surprised they got three in. I think those are three really good basketball teams.
2: It's kind of tough for the uh, St. women. We'll talk to Rochelle Sayers tomorrow here on the Jason Walker Show, but um, and Lindsey Woolley, by the way, will join us tomorrow too. Uh, but they, uh, they're the one seed, and if L.C. State wins on its home court, which they probably will, uh, William Jessup is good, but they're not L.C. State good. And then uh, it's a it's a former frontier rival on its home floor, and that's a tough place to play. Carroll's had some success there in recent years, but is that fair? <laughs> Where the, the one seed is at the home of the two seed for regionals?
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> seems like it's uh, a little bit unfair, but I believe Carroll's got a two and one record against LC State this year, so they've yep. uh, had success against them. I think one of those wins was like a fifty one point. Uh, victory, too, early in the season.
2: So. It was, yeah. I think you before you got to town, uh, Carol, right. Carol won at home, and then they did lose at LC later in the year. But, hey, uh, Daniel Shepard joining us here from the uh, Helena IR, 406mtsports.com. All right, you've got a little southern draw, man. Where are you from?
3: <laughs> I'm from uh, North Carolina. All so, right, all right. What part? Uh, the western part of the state, so right on the Tennessee border.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, is that close to Salisbury then, or no?
3: Uh, it's about an hour and a half from Salisbury,
2: yeah. Okay. I've been there once, so um, it's a nice little town in Charlotte, of course, right there. and uh, North Carolina was kind of nice. Uh, all right, so what do you think of Montana?
3: Uh, so far, so good. That uh, stretch of 15 below zero was a little <laughs> rough, but uh, we're getting through it. All right. All right.
2: Would, would you rather have tornadoes and hurricane threats and flood threats like in North Carolina or the cold weather here in Montana?
3: Well, I was lucky where I was. I lived in, I'm lived i from the mountains of North Carolina, so we didn't get a whole lot of extreme weather. Okay. But uh, I've always been kind of a cold weather person. I don't like really hot summers. Uh, I prefer, prefer the cold. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, cold doesn't bother me as much as the heat does.
2: Well, you'll have some fun in the summer here because it doesn't get... Humid hot like it does in North or South Carolina down there.
3: Yeah. I went to school in Greenville, North Carolina, the humid, humidity capital of the world, it seems like, so <laughs> not a fan kind of humidity.
2: Is that, was that UNC, Greenville?
3: No, it was uh, East Carolina. Oh, okay. Um,
2: all right. So how did you get into sports and why?
3: Oh, wow. Well, I uh, always enjoyed riding, um, you know, always enjoyed watching sports, on huh? Cubs fan, so I always enjoyed, uh, you know, watching baseball, and um, found out I enjoyed writing, so I kind of combined the two, Um, got to write about the Cubs for some blogs around the internet, and decided to major in that at East Carolina, and, um, you know, kind of decided that's what I wanted to do for a living, kind of watch sports for a living and write about it, so I'm lucky that I I get to pursue that.
2: Except there's a phrase you just used, and and us in media understand this you can't make a living at this unless you're, you know, big time. Yeah. As you know, being in Montana and, and, you know, (laughs) welcome to low pay.
3: But, hey, uh,
2: but that's why you pay the bills or uh, you uh, you pay your dues, right?
3: Right. You have to enjoy, you know, what you do. You're not – not going to get rich in this profession, so you have to have a certain enjoyment for what you do.
2: There is no doubt about that. Hey, uh, I know you're a busy dude. I appreciate the uh, the quick conversation today, and uh, we'll get you on again. But in, I've enjoyed your work the, the first couple of months you've been on the job. Keep it up, man. I well,
3: appreciate that. Thank you for having me on.
2: Yep, that is Daniel Shepard uh, joining us here. He works for 406mtsports.com. And, and the Carroll men, now facing Texas Wesleyan instead of uh, the College of the Ozarks, I reached out to uh, the, uh, the athletics director, um, SID, heard nothing back, and uh, it's just an interesting decision. It really is because you've allowed your team to play basketball. Your team competed in the, the, the conference tournament. Your team pulls an upset, qualifies for the national tournament, and then all of a sudden you pull the rug out from underneath of them. Now, if you're going to have COVID issues, and they're not, they're not sending them to, you know, California. I mean, this is Idaho, where Idaho has been mostly opened up. They get fans in the stands, except in Frontier Conference football, which was announced yesterday. But if you're going to have issues related to COVID, then don't allow your team to play in the first place, right? I mean, they played seven games, pulled an upset in the conference tournament, and get to go to the NAI. Regionals, and then you you say, yeah, no, sorry. Now, I know every team was in this position last year, but that was every team was in this position last year. There wasn't a tournament. Now there is, and now you're saying, sorry, guys, we're not going to send you to Lewiston, Idaho. Now, College of the Ozarks is not saying why the president wouldn't allow him to go, but you have to figure it's COVID-related, and it's a joke. You're qualified. Send your team to Nationals. Unless they are going to shut the whole thing down again, which they're not. They're going to let them play. So, anyway. So Carroll College, Coach Paulson and his staff uh, will uh, get the team. Uh, they've been working on Texas Wesley now since Saturday. So, uh, And already had done a little bit of research, as Daniel had said. They already did a bit of homework last year. They were set to face them before the whole tournament got canceled. But Della faced Texas Wesley and now 10-5 and on Friday night out there in Lewiston, Idaho. Carroll Women. On Saturday, we'll play uh, the winner of the L.C. State-William uh, Jessup game. William Jessup's pretty good. They've been to the national tournament before. And uh, we know how good uh, L.C. State has been in the frontier over the years and blew through the Cascade Conference, which we all knew they would do. All right, quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk uh, cheerleading. And who knows what else? Sue Hall's Bannon, the cheer coach over at Capital reached out to me last week and said, can I come on your show next week? And I said, sure, what do you want to talk about? She said everything, which scares the heck out of me. But we'll find out what she wants to talk about next here on the Jason Walker Show, which is presented by Capital Collision Center. We talk about Montana State Law says it's your vehicle. It is your choice where you have it repaired, and take it to Capital Collision Center. I took mine there even before they became the the presenting sponsor of the show. I took my vehicle to Capital Collision Center when it was in a wreck, and the work that they did – now they go through training that costs a lot of money. It costs equipment, and that's why they are manufacturer certified to repair many different brands and models of vehicles. Because they care about you, they care about your vehicles. Let me turn that down. That is Sue calling, so we'll get to, we'll get Sue on shortly here. But Capital Collision Center is the one place in town to take your vehicle when it's been in when it's injured. Okay, If it's hurt, if it's injured, you take it to Capital Collision Center. They have a book. It's a playbook. It'll tell you exactly how to repair your vehicle, and they do it down to the smallest nut and bolt. Capital Collision Center on Euclid and Helena. Come right back. I have no idea what we're going to talk about with our next guest, but we'll find out in a couple of minutes here on The Jason Walker Show. out on Facebook, Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. This segment brought to you by Rucker's Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rucker's Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. There, I think I may have gotten that fixed now. All right. Um, Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. And I am scared to death about what our next guest wants to talk I have no idea. All she said last week, she sent me a message and said, dude, Got to come on the show next week. And I'm like, all right. So I'm in Great Falls. I'm doing, you know, like 17 of 24 basketball games, and I'm trying to do a show live, and she's getting a hold of me. and So I have no idea. I, this could be my last show based off this, this next interview. But we welcome in Capital Cheer <laughs> Coach Sue Ben. Oh. And Sue, <laughs> before we get started. Um, Got it. A back tuck is a backward somersault like Noah Kovic did. Now, he was not in the pike position, and he was also not um, laid out, which would have been a back flip. And so there is your gymnastics terminology, cheer stuff for the day.
6: Correct. Got it. Well, yeah, I don't think he, he didn't touch his hands on the mat. He just flipped. So that made it a tuck. He didn't even, you know what I mean? If he would have put his hands on the mat, that would have been a flip. Okay. It following me. Just,
2: yeah. a, yep, just a straight flip, not a, no, yeah. a tuck, not a flip. Right,
6: correct.
2: Okay. Alright. Um, hey, he can do it, I can't, that's all I know so, okay. <laughs> um He also says that you you were going to yell at him, Sue. You
6: were going to... Oh, you, you know, were... <laughs> Noah and I have a, a uh, unique relationship. Well, we practice cheer every day right after wrestling. And so it kind of um, overlaps a little bit and so you know I was going to give him a little bit of a hard time about this that and the other and his girlfriend is one of my cheerleaders so mm. that makes it even more interesting so you know our um, we have a lot of connections and it's just so fun watching him I just love wrestling and uh, my high school where I grew up in Utah was seven years in a row uh, state champs and mm-hmm. So I, it goes back a long ways for me. So it's been fun watching those capital kids. Man, they work hard.
2: Yeah, they definitely do. And Coach Mahana has done a very nice job over there. All right, so Sue Halls-Bannon joining us here, Jason Walker Show. I'm going to open it up for you and let you go. I don't know what where you're headed. I Like I said, this might be the very last Jason Walker Show, but <laughs> you have the floor, Sue.
6: Well, okay, I'm <laughs> going to talk about a few things. I'm going to talk, first of all, about <clears throat> the – Facebook Live and when you can do it and when you can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, a couple of weeks when my oldest Crosstown Basketball, I, you know, I Facebook Live on and off all year. And so people, because not so many people can go to the games, you know, especially in, during football season. So I Facebook Live in a couple things. And somebody called me in and I get a call from my athletic director the next day that said, hey, so you can't be Facebook Live and at the games. I'm like, What? And I said, and no one told me I couldn't. And he goes, well, you can't. And I said, well, about a month ago, I Facebook Live almost the whole Crosstown Wrestling because you can't really see the kids and it doesn't have the weight on there, et cetera, et cetera. So I was just kind of curious what people thought about that because it's with COVID especially and with so many people not being able to go to games. I think it's just a great option for people. We wouldn't have get, got to see a lot of the AA championship football game had that gentleman from missoula not facebook live so i just was curious what you thought about so just that's my first thing
2: well i'm waiting to get in trouble because i did during the show last week i showed a little bit here you know a few seconds here and there of the tournament game that was going on while i was on the air between four and five but yeah there's signs everywhere at the state tournament last week and there will be this week too all over the state that say you know, Facebook living, no streaming at all. Like you can't use Periscope, which is Twitter, um, Facebook Live, any of that, because uh, they want you to spend the money on NFHS Network, which I'm not. I, I can't say anything bad about because they they paid me handsomely to go to go up to Great Falls last week. But um, if that doesn't work, then how we're you know I I'm, I'm split. I guess you know if that doesn't work, how are folks supposed to see it and and uh they've made a they've had a boon this year. There's no doubt about it for NFHS Network. But mostly they do a pretty good job. You just don't have announcers usually at these events.
6: Well, as as per usual, Butte, of course, you know was the leader in the pack of making sure we did have. You know they had it set up by the radio guy, so you could kind of it was like play by play by their radio guy, so it worked out great. But I just you know I feel. At, very fortunate because as a cheer coach, I get to go to everything, mm. and I feel bad sometimes when Grandma and Grandpa, or the beginning of the wrestling season, either Mother or Dad couldn't be at the wrestling match, and there I am. I thought might as well do what I can do to send it out. But all right, I was just kind of curious what you thought, and I I was listening to you last week. So now I'll move on to my next topic. I was thinking. Well, hold on. Let me, let me
2: let me reintroduce you. <laughs>
6: You're just on a roll
2: here. Sue Halls-Bannon oh, joining us. Stuck. She is the uh, capital cheer coach and uh, laid it out yesterday literally because I did not know the difference between a back tuck and a, and a back flip, but now I know. And and Okay, next topic, Sue.
6: So I was watching uh, last week, um, listening to you, which you did a great job, and watching the A tournament up in Great Falls, and I was just curious. It's being, I thought that everybody got to have like 500 fans it appears from our angle that there was hardly anybody there. So I'm curious if they limited A or how that worked. And, you know, everybody's been complaining all year about we can't go to this, we can't go to that, and it didn't seem like there was many people there. And I was wondering if it was just our angle.
2: It was probably a little bit your angle. There were some teams that didn't have all 500 tickets sold, and you could tell. Um, But, you know, it – Certain teams did. Billing Central was pretty packed. Um, Harden, Ronan, their, their crowds traveled well. Uh, there was some other uh, – Haver, obviously, traveled well, being 90 miles away. So, uh, But, like, you know, other ones like Whitefish, they didn't travel as far, I don't think. Um, Columbia Falls didn't have the, the same type of crowd that you'd expect at a state tournament. But um, – Overall, I thought it was great. It was a great tournament. The Dillon crowd was fantastic, um, Beaverhead County. So there was some great, great crowds, and some of it just, you know, they just they didn't sell enough tickets. I don't think. Sure.
6: So I'm excited this week. I'll get to be up there for the whole time for the AA tournament, and we'll uh, cheer for both. We have both our boys and girls team in the tournament. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for my kids to get have that step feeling and. We haven't had very many fans all year, so I'm excited for them. So that's, you know, and that's that was really
2: cool. cool last week, having the cheerleaders there. It sucked not having the pet bands, but because the, the PA announcer, I mean, he did a pretty good job, but he's also the music guy, and he played the same songs literally every game, which was terrible. So cotton. if I never hear Cotton Eye Joe again, I'll be happy, A, because I'm a Bobcat fan, but also because <laughs> he just played it so much. And not once did he play Seven Nation Army, I want Seven Nation Army. That's a high school tournament song. Come on, dude. Um, but it was it was great seeing the cheerleaders. And you know me. I'm a Bailey, uh, big Billings West cheerleader f- or for uh, High Voltage anyway. Uh, Bozeman's cheer squad's pretty good. I haven't seen yours in a while. But I got to tell you, Billings Central surprised me with how good it was. And uh, it was fun to have the cheerleaders there last week.
6: Well, we're excited. We are really excited, and um, that I I'm excited because well, we just finished, and I'm not I did not know this last week when I said I want to get on your show, but we were just involved in a virtual cheer competition like over the internet, and some of the cheer coaches from Missoula put it together, and so my team won, which we were super excited about that. We just got the we just got that information last night, so we're excited to take our wares on the road and go cheer for our Bruins. But if they're going to play Cotton Eye Joe, they better play Moni Moni, or I'm going to go right over there, <laughs> and we're going to make sure that happens. Uh,
2: no, he did not play Moni Moni. so. Yeah. I it's think crazy. his name is Luke, and you're meaner than me, so I'll let you take care of it.
6: Well, I did have people already contact me about, and from some of the double-A cheer coaches and say we need to have somebody else, because we heard that the music is kind of the same over and over. So he yeah. may be happy to have somebody play music for him, so.
2: Cool. It, was, it was really, really – I mean, he, he played good music. It was just the same ones over and over, um, which you get from pep bands, but some pep bands are better than others, so you, you can tell which ones are good. Um, but I'm just happy that the, the they had a lot of issues with music. So if you're going to play music, make sure he has it on his computer. Don't plug it into some iPod or phone. Make sure he's got it if you have to email or okay. something, because they had a lot of issues with the sound system. Maybe it was just the cord going from the board to the to the computer, but yeah, it was it was rough for a, for you know you feel bad for the girls because they're out there just hanging out and waiting for a music to play.
6: Oh gosh, that's a horrible feeling as a coach. <laughs> I instantly start sweating and my hands start shaking. I'm like, oh my god! And then my girls, you know, they're mad at me and they're giving me the evil eye. Like, get the music. That's you have one job, do the music. <laughs> Hey, um,
2: I, I do want to ask you, and it was a pretty good article in the paper. Um, man, I've been giving a lot of credit to the IR lately. I, that's strange. But anyway, um, a nice article about the five dudes on your team. There was a couple of dudes up at the uh, uh, State A tournament helping out the cheerleaders. Uh, Polson had a really good cheer squad, by the way. And they had a couple of football players on their team. So um, nice job with the five guys.
6: Oh, super. We are excited. And, oh, yeah, it's been a great season, of course. Like I said in the paper, of course, it has to be the COVID season that we have probably one of our best teams we've ever had. And those boys, they fit in. They're so awesome to the girls. And we have so much fun. And they just bring a whole new element to practice and to the games. And, yeah, it's been a really fun year. And, uh, yeah, those boys are good. And they work really hard. Um, Two or three of them. Actually, I think all five of them now that I say that they go over to the All Star Gym over to HAC a couple days a week and they practice stunting outside of our practice. Oh. They go over there with one of my old cheerleaders from MSU. She's at McKinley Winkle. She is, uh, works there and so she has them over there and they work on all sorts of great college fronts. So I have really appreciated her and gosh, we have, we've gotten a lot better the last couple months. Our little village of alumni is growing and it's it's helping a lot uh
2: by the way the flyers i'm sure are loving this
6: oh yeah they do <laughs> yes they do and,
2: and you know instead of getting a couple of feet in the air they're going just a little bit higher
6: yeah they are uh, we are you know we where we practice up at the wrestling or mcapa we don't have very high ceiling and we don't get a lot of opportunities to practice um because the gyms are always so full but we've been practicing a little bit more had a little bit more availability in the gym so you're gonna i don't know if they're gonna be in great falls but whoever's gonna be in great falls they're gonna be see some uh some high-flying brewing girls i'm not gonna lie to
2: you well, i can't wait to watch because uh, and i will not be there unfortunately as much as i'd like to be but uh i, I get stuck at home this weekend it, my, the A was my my one time out of the house for the for the year.
6: <laughs> well. You yeah, don't, go to the golf course. <laughs> don't don't go to the golf course because I'll tail okay, on you. Oh well, I was
2: there today. I took a uh, oh. I took a I took a, a, a nice little lesson from Chad. But um, I actually I should have taken my clubs up to Great Falls last week. It was really nice up there.
6: That's what I heard. Oh, oh. gosh, and you know, and our old our old golf pro from Bill Roberts is now. He is. Call. Yep,
2: Scott Long, Laker, cool. so. yeah. Yeah. Um All right. What else are we chatting about? Oh, by the way, you mentioned you guys won the virtual thing. Uh, congratulations to the Haver Cheer Squad, which I think won the Class A level um, last week too.
6: Yes, they did. And you know who has got a great cheer team? That they just don't do competitions because it's just not their style. But Big Fork, that Heather up in a Big Fork. She's got such a good cheer team, and she gets those football boys some of footballs over there at the cheer, and like one of, well, last Saturday, we were fortunate. We had some of the Grizzlies cheer team come over and give us a little clinic, and one of the boys that cheers for the Grizz, he is from Big Fork, and man, he was so much fun and so much help, and so she's got a great program up there, and then sometimes it goes unnoticed because she doesn't do any competitions, and us AA folks, we kind of rest on our laurels, and I think yes, we had to compete against her. We'd be in trouble.
2: Well, um, high voltage is like I said. They've been my favorite since I was in high school for good reason.
6: Um, of
2: course, they haven't. They have a new coach the last couple of years though, and it's not Tracy anymore, which is terrible because she's so good. Um, oh, I loved
6: her. Loved her. Uh, she's yes. so,
2: yeah. And but I what I loved about them is just a their numbers. And it made you know it's when you have three or seven or nine cheerleaders out there, dancers, and you know that was the difference—they're dancers, not just cheerleaders. They do both, some of right. them. Um, but the right. numbers were huge, and it makes some of those moves look so cool. It's like you know, almost like the Marine Band in in uh, in a few good men at the beginning when they're not the band, but oh, the yeah. But all the hand yeah. movements and leg—it just it looks really cool because they have so many people out there.
6: Well, we have 19 on our team this year. So if we were able to use all of our 19, you would see some great stuff. But the MHSA is limiting us to 12 for the tournament. So it kind of sucks for us just because we, you know, we had to kind of tell some of our kids, you know, we had to kind of narrow it down to the state team. And that really was hurtful for some of the kids that have worked so hard all year. But we're just happy to go. We're happy we have a season we have been very lucky. We have been able to cheer at football, wrestling, basketball. And um, in spite of COVID, it's worked for us. So we've had, a, I think, a really great season.
2: All right. I ha- i don't know if I've asked you this before, but what is the what is the best um, Bring It On movie?
6: You asked me that before, and I love the first one. Okay. I, the second one, I did not like at all. But So I love, love, love the first
2: See, my favorite is, I think it's the third one, the Bring It On All or Nothing.
6: I think that's the one Josh likes. Okay. Oh, my gosh, he'll be so mad that I said he'd like the pure movie, but, you know, he has to deal with it all the time. So <laughs> the, he's going to kill me. But,
2: the yeah. one, Yeah, the one with Hayden Panettiere is my favorite. Yeah,
6: that, yeah. That, that's the one he would say is his favorite. Okay, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, she is the movie. I mean, she's great. Um, well, she's so right. adorable. She In that movie, yes. Um Okay, so MHSA does not sanction cheerleading and dancing events, correct? Correct. So you guys have to go out of state or do virtual on your own stuff? Correct, Yeah. All right. How often are you allowed to travel out of state to a competition, or have you?
6: Well, you know, we haven't, actually. And I want to say really quick, we're only one of three states and of the 50 that don't have high school cheer competition. Okay. Um and one of three, Yeah, one of three. Wyoming, I mean, no offense to Wyoming, but Wyoming has a great competitive cheer program and a great high school cheer tournament. And I just, I, it bums me out, but it's just a fight I'm not going to fight anymore. I've been, this is my 17th year as cheer coach at Capitol and it's just, it's just a fight I don't want to do. Um the, the coach up in Lewistown, Lewistown always has like a thing the weekend after state basketball and uh, in Missoula, they they do one, but some of the issues for me are we can't miss our own basketball game on a Saturday to go to a competition. I just am not going to operate that because I get paid so when we get we are high school cheerleaders. Then if you go to these out of state ones, they're on Sundays and we can't cheer on Sundays. So it makes it really prohibitive for us to participate in out of state stuff and i'm lucky because we have a few things in our state that we can do but it, it, it does it, it, it kind of it limits i think the kids opportunities to see to go out of state for college cheer Mm-hmm. it does it does
2: i can agree with that. i mean you look at like you know espn2 for years has always aired the high school or college championship from disney down there in florida and you know that's they've done a great job with it. And you look at like the university of Kentucky chair or oh, yeah. I mean, they've unbelievable, but yeah, you don't have these girls from Montana because what do you do if you can't, I mean, how do you get recruited to be a cheerleader in college if you can't perform? Uh,
6: that That is a really great question. It's very hard. Um, you know, we've got, we got we have five seniors this year and um, those U of M folks came over to kind of do some little recruiting of our seniors and nothing against U of M or MSU, but so they got, so they got to go to MSU and cheer Like McKinley Winkle cheered for four years. And I'm not speaking for her, but I would venture to bet. She never got more than $700, maybe a thousand dollars a year for cheer. And the amount of time that they put in, that even if they stay in-state and go to one of our programs, it's not really cost-effective for them. I'd really like to see some of our kids maybe go to Washington State or Boise State or Utah, University of Utah, or BYU, because I think it would be such a great opportunity. And if we could just get one or two to do that, I think it would start a uh, sort of maybe a chain of events, I, I would hope. That would be my hope.
2: You know, back in the 90s, MSU used to sponsor cheer, and then they stopped but there was a girl from CMR, and I'll never forget her. Her name was Pepper Park, and she uh, now Pe- uh, Piper Flair. Uh, she married a football player, but she was a cheer-, a cheer and dancer at MSU. And then she went to, uh, after she graduated, she worked uh, with the Portland Trailblazers, she worked with the Sacramento Kings. She did amazing stuff in the pros. And, um, and then she, you know, I think she's back in Bozeman now running a, a cheer or dance studio, but. You don't see that anymore, and that I mean, there was a girl from Ibzorky that cheered for the L.A. Raiders or Oakland Raiders back in the day, or L.A. Raiders because they were still in L.A. Then, um, she was awesome, and then P- Pepper, and that's all I can read. That's all I know of.
6: Well, that that coach that was uh, high voltage, that um, one of those two coaches, if it was the head coach or the assistant coach, two of her daughters went to. Just the San Diego Chargers.
2: Oh, that was uh, Coach Tracy, I think.
6: Yes, yes, I think so too. So it's just hard for it to happen, and I just I think it'd be so awesome for for the girls to get girls and the boys. I I have three senior boys, and I think if they were seen by Boise State or Washington State or somewhere, it's pretty rare to get three boys that have so much experience already Mm. as a senior in high school. Um, I just they I, I just wish they had more opportunities.
2: Well, you know what I really appreciate, and this sounds so weird for me to say this, but the stigma for a boys' cheerleader is not as big as it used to be. It's not a bad thing now to be a cheerleader if you're a guy. Oh, it's not. Oh,
6: it is not. But but it is. Um, it takes a while to get that to break that stigma. Mm. I'm not going to lie to you. It takes yep. a while, and you know it might be great. We'll have five this year. We'll probably have three or four next year, but you've got to have one or two of those kids that, you know, everybody else likes. And yet he doesn't really, you know, he's not going to be worried about the stigma to stick with it. And I'm not going to lie to you. I say this, every boy that I've had in my program that came like their senior year, their junior year, they always, they would have done it sooner. So I think it is, I think it is really a area that we could really work on. But, um well, hopefully i it' just say, yeah, i know you will i know
2: i just can't well, I, I can't lift a girl now so <laughs> i'd be i'd be I, I would have been a flyer back in the day sue
6: <laughs> well one of the kids uh one of the mooney kids i don't know if you follow senator baseball we well, mm-hmm. follow the basketball program tristan so tristan's little brother tyson he is a sophomore i believe and he He's been photographing and stuff a lot of Tristan's games this year, but he been do a couple of our cheer practices, and he's flyable. The girls can fly him, yeah. And they were they were they had him in a couple stunts one night, so it can happen. You never know.
2: All right, so you guys have to you have to use the mats at all time, but um, if the, only if someone's being lifted, correct?
6: No, uh, no. Uh, basket tosses, you know, where we throw them up in right. the air, we got to have a mat. It's um, the more advanced sense you have to have a mat. Um, if, you know, we have a back spot and our two bases, if the, if the three of them ever lose um, contact with the flyer, then you have to have a mat. Okay. So, ba- so, basket tosses, those kind of things.
2: Yeah. Well, let's be honest. That mat's not going to really do a whole lot. It's like an inch thick.
6: I know it. Oh, I mean, you yeah. guys.
2: <laughs> why? <laughs> I guess it's a little bit better than a hard basketball court, but it's is it really?
6: No, I think sometimes it's a tripping hazard, honestly for us. Uh, more yes. than it's more than a help, it's more of a tripping hazard. But you know, they we try to be really compliant because and I don't you know, I'm not, I don't understand the insurance side of things, but I know that um there's a lot of liability with cheerleading mm-hmm. and it is one of the number one injuries yep. in high school sports, if not college sports and some pretty, you know, severe injuries, so we we really do focus a lot on safety, we are so lucky at Capitol, because we have that whole wrestling room, that entire thing is matter.
2: Yeah. so yeah.
6: we don't ever have to practice on concrete, we never have to worry about practicing in an unsafe environment and we're lucky that way because not everybody is that lucky.
2: Hey, I got a two and a half, year, well she'll be three May 1st um, when should I get her into gymnastics or cheer?
6: You know, I I don't know. You should probably start getting them pretty soon. I listen to gymnastics. Um, you know, they there's so many cute little programs in town for gymnastics and dance and, oh, so many things that I, I'm, I'm not promoting HJC, but they work really well with us and I'm very thankful for them. And Laura runs a great program over at HAC for tumbling and cheerleading. And then they also, they do the small size football cheerleaders over there too. And, so, you know, I it's kind of fun for the kids. I know some of my friends' kids are coming up, and they've been involved at HAC doing cheer or gymnastics. You know, in the past, I'm kind of rambling, but in the past we didn't really need to have a lot of gymnastics to make our team. But our team is getting better, and there's more and more competition that you're going to have to have some tumbling and some gymnastics to make our team going forward. So I really encourage kids to start it as young as they can.
2: Well, we live on the other side of town, so she's probably not going to be a Capitol Bruin.
6: What? What? I know.
2: Well, she might, she'll might. she probably be East Helena. Oh, that's
6: good. That's good. That's good.
2: My son went to Helena High, though. So, And then the one cheer sure. coach over there I used to know, um, what's her name? Kelsey.
6: Oh, love her. Yeah, love her. I knew her, her when yeah. she danced
2: at MSU so or cheered at MSU. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, she helped me a lot
6: when I was kind of like, kind of, Floundering around. She helped me a lot. Oh, I liked her a lot.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, there's some, see, and that's, you, can, you can't have the rivalry with cheerleaders. It's not like, well, you do, but it's not like bring it on. I mean, we're not cutting tires or slashing, you know, wardrobes or anything, are we?
6: I would never do that.
2: <laughs> you hesitated. I was wondering where you, where you were going to go. I, I plead the fifth. Um, <laughs> Uh, uniforms I love are expensive.
6: I love rivalries. Yeah, uniforms are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um.
2: All right. So, is that are we good? Are we, have you got everything off your chest here?
6: Yeah, I feel good. I feel okay. like I covered everything I wanted to cover. I'll I'm send you a so bill. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sounds good.
2: Or maybe just a you know a drink down the fu- in the future.
6: Sounds good. Okay. Sounds good. I'll get you a brewing chair shirt you can wear on your show. Okay. Um, oh, that was a hesitation. Well, Whoa, I'm a Bozeman hawk
2: and I love high voltage, although Tracy's never followed through on now and now she can't. So, she was supposed to get the little one a high voltage uh uh cheer dance uniform. Uh you know what you Okay, I will wear the t-shirt, but I, in in exchange you also have to give me an old uniform to hang up. Well, oh,
6: I can do that. Okay. That's easy. That's right. easy. Yeah. Okay. All right, perfect. Not no one of these
2: long sleeve ones. I actually something that might actually fit me too, because maybe I would wear it. I don't know.
6: Okay, no, we're gonna we're not going there. But I will well, not on the air <laughs> mean, for the wife. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, oh no, 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 no! We'll get you one for the wall.
2: Okay, let's do that. <laughs> skirt, <laughs> skirt, and top. How's that? It's
6: perfect. Okay, yeah,
2: got it. All right, Sue. So have fun up in Great Falls this week. You guys got an early game tomorrow morning. Make sure the girls are awake for it.
6: It's the boys in the morning. The boys are Are my girls will be awake. Yeah, yeah that's right. That, yeah.
2: The boys yeah. play at nine. Make sure that the yeah. girls are and your guys are awake. Yeah,
6: they'll be awake. Are you It'll heading
2: up early tonight or tomorrow?
6: Uh we're going up in the morning. Uh the boys, the basketball boys are going tonight, but we're going up in the morning. Uh you know, you can't get in early anymore, you know, yeah, so that's we true. can't even I don't think we can get in for like eight fifteen, so We'll be fine. We'll okay. just get up in the morning and head up. Yeah. Well,
2: we'll be watching on the NFHS network, and uh, they show the halftime routine. So there you go. We'll uh, we'll expect some good stuff in the morning.
6: Okay, really fast. So how awkward was that last week when that basketball team was oh. warming up at halftime and the cheerleaders were still out there? Oh my god! Well,
2: and then so it was the Ronan boys, and their cheerleaders were on the floor, and they only have three of them. But so the team they were, I think it was, was it Polson or somebody they were, whoever they were playing the, the other cheerleaders were like, get off the floor, get off the floor, let the girls finish. And the boys thought they were like being like rude. It's like, no, you guys are the rude ones being on the floor. Get off the floor. It's your cheerleaders. Oh my gosh, That was so uncomfortable. and I was just
6: watching it. It was tough.
2: I, yeah, no. So I, yeah, I got you on that one. That was, that was brutal. Um, I would like a shout out somehow, like a a, a sign that says "Jason, we love you" um, of some sort, and then uh, and Absolutely. then I'll be happy. Okay.
6: Of oh, right. course I will. All right. All right. Thank you for having me on, and uh, Anytime, have a great Sue. weekend.
2: You too. Right. Have fun in Gray Falls. Hopefully you're not home till Saturday night.
6: Oh, we won't be midnight Saturday night. You'll see there
2: you next. go. I like it.
6: All right. Safe travels, right. Sue. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: That is Sue Halls-Bannon, everybody, and uh, cheer coach over at Cap. I love cheer. I do. Um, If I had to rank my, and I've said this, the West High Voltage Dance Squad above and beyond my favorites. Bozeman is pretty good um, for the last few years. Billing Central surprised me, their cheer squad, because of some of the, uh, the risque dance moves they made. And you wouldn't expect it from Billing Central. But it was awesome. Just the whole routine that they and it's not just one. These girls and some of the guys have to learn. It's it's they have to learn a lot. So I give all the credit to uh, a ton of credit to cheerleaders and dancers. It's awesome. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back and when we do, we'll talk to Guy Omquist. He is the head coach of the Capitol Boys. They are the two seed out of the West. They face Bozeman tomorrow morning, bright and early. At 9 a.m., we'll hear from him next here on the Jason Walker Show. On Facebook, Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. On this day in history coming up and uh, the walk-off and much more. So tomorrow morning up in Great Falls... The state-class double-A boys' tournament gets underway, and the girls. There'll be four boys' uh, boys games tomorrow and Thursday, and then four girls' games on Friday, but two girls' games, you know. So they're playing six games a day. The break in between is fantastic. It's so awesome. But there'll be some good basketball, and it starts at 9 a.m. tomorrow when the Capital Boys take on Bozeman, and it's going to be a great game. Here now to chat about it, the head coach of the Bruins... Guy Elmquist joining us on the Jason Walker Show. All right, Coach, uh, congratulations on making the state tournament. It was um, different because you had to go back to the you win, you're in, one game uh, divisional type situation. Um, did, how did you approach that? Because a lot of the guys have only played in the divisional tournament. They hadn't had this one game play in.
1: Yeah, all of the guys. You know, we've had divisional tournaments the last three years, so there's a there's no one in high school in this in double a that had had that one game format. So, uh, definitely different. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to prepare for that. You can't, uh, just like preparing for state, you can't, you know, change everything you've been doing. You, you, you gotta stick with, you know, you add maybe a few wrinkles here and there, but, um, that one game format puts a little, there's a little nerves. And I think uh, in our playoff game early on, you can see that we were a little bit nervous about that. Of course, we'd seen Hellgate get beat by the seventh seed. And, uh, you know, our kids, our kids knew that and, and uh, played like that a little bit early, but uh, showed good resiliency, uh, took the problem a little, showed a little toughness, and, and got themselves to the state.
2: Obviously, making state is the goal. Now that you've got their mindset, how is it? Uh, does it change at all?
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, going into each and every year, one of my main goals really is is to try and get the team to stay, to help out the best I can with their goal of getting there because I think it's such a a positive experience for the kids. I think it's positive for the program. I think you can just build on that each and every year. But once you get there, you know, we're all zero and zero, and all you got to do, as they say, all you got to do is get in the tournament. And now that we're in it, um, you know, we we have nothing to lose. We aren't one of the teams that – that most are considered to be threats to the state championship, and and we enjoy that. And these kids enjoy that. So, um, you know, we're preparing hard for Bolzeman. We know that's going to be a a very tough matchup for us. They had an excellent year. Uh, But we're going down there to win. That's our mindset. There's no other – if you're there, if you're not going down to win, why are you going?
2: That's a great point. Guy Olmquist, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. Coach Holmquist isn't that Bozeman anymore. Uh, they still have a pretty good team, though, and because uh, he didn't take everybody with him to Gallatin because he's coaching the girls anyway. Uh, but this is still a pretty good team that he left behind over there.
1: Oh, well, absolutely. Uh, two or three seniors that played a little bit last year, and then they've got a great junior class, real skilled, a great three-point shooting team, um, can do some different things defensively. Uh, versus, yeah, uh, you know, had some big wins. I mean, they beat the Great Falls, Skyviews of the world. They, they beat all those teams this year. Uh, so we know it's going to be a, a huge task, uh, for us for sure. But, uh, again, um, we've been preparing for them. I think we've got a pretty good idea of what, you know, it's going to look like Wednesday morning. Um, you know, now
3: we just have to go out and play.
2: I was up in Great Falls over the weekend, and i got to tell you, they handled the tournament atmosphere brilliantly. It was as awesome a tournament as I've been a part of. Um, you know, the stands are, you know, they aren't full, but the fans get to go. You get 500 tickets, and I'm sure Capital is, is going to sell those out or sold them out immediately, but there were some students there. Now, the pep band is missing, but you still yeah. get the student section. This is still... As much of a state tournament as MHSA is trying to give these students, and I think it's a great thing. And, and last week it was great at the State A. So um, I think you'll enjoy the experience up there.
1: Yeah, you know, when, when you've got tickets like that, and, of course, we're playing the, the lifter, the 9 a.m. game. <laughs> uh, and, uh, if the the ones the fans that are there are going to be the diehards. Uh, the casual fan is not at that game. And so uh, we know that the fans that are going to be in, in that in the fourth season, they're going to be the diehards. They're going to make a lot of noise, uh, cheer on the team. And, and, you know, we haven't we haven't been in front of more than 200 people probably all year, so I'm sure it'll feel like a huge crowd to us, and uh, we're looking forward to it.
2: Guy Olmquist joining us here, Jason Walker Show. You haven't seen anybody out of the East except on the state this year. Um, we know how yeah. good Great Falls is. We know how good Skyview Bozeman, the three seed. Um, the East, in on paper and on film, how does it look compared to the West?
1: You know, I think pretty comparable. I, I think, you know, most uh, would say that, the, you know, the favorites at this tournament are Sentinel-Great Falls and Skyview, probably. Um, and then, you know, there's the rest of us. And so, we'll, we'll see how, how that shakes out. Certainly, those are some really good basketball teams. I think the East uh, was very split up between the top half and the lower half. I think there's a considerable difference, whereas the West was very tight. I mean... Um, you know, two through seven on any given night in, in the West could beat each other. I mean, we lost to the seventh seed, the sixth seed, the five seed. You know, and so it was a little bit more competitive most games, whereas the East, again, kind of had your, your A group and your B group, if you will. And so uh, we'll see how that plays out state tournament. That's one of the interesting things about the state tournament is, is how the East and West match up against each other.
2: Are you guys heading up tonight or first thing in the morning?
1: We're going to get practice in today, uh, get some dinner on the way out, and head up there tonight So get there, watch a little film, uh, go to bed, and, and wake up. You know, one of the things, again, with the 9 a 9 a.m. game, your preparation is not just about who you're going to play but when you're going to play. I think that's a big deal. That's just not a normal start time for a high school basketball game, and we all know how high school kids can be getting up in the morning. So we challenge our kids all week to start to get ready. For that uh, for that nine a.m. game and, and how you get your, how are you getting yourself physically and mentally ready to be the best you can be when that thing tips at night?
2: With that, and I, I you know I see it with football teams that play an early game as opposed to a night game, but breakfast times change, and you want to eat at a certain time so that you're not you know lackadaisical and full by pregame or or, or so. How does that all change for you guys in the morning? Because you normally guys are on their own for for a you know, pregame meal because it's it's school and they're home and, and things like that. But how does this change on the road now?
1: Well, the one thing with a state tournament environment or, or divisional, whatever tournament, uh, that I like is you can control those circumstances a little bit as a coach. Whereas when you're at home and, and they're on their own, you you really have no control. You have control of two hours of practice and that's about it. In this circumstance, we can control when they go to bed, when they eat, when they wake up, what kind of activities they're doing. And, and uh, so, again, we're, we're going to make sure we're up early, we're in bed early. And, and uh, you know, when we get to that gym at roughly 8 o'clock in the morning, um, we're primed to go. And so uh, it's a different experience for the kids, but one they're looking forward to.
2: Guy Elmquist, our guest here, Jason Walker show. I know you're not looking ahead, but if you win, um, there's a good chance you're playing the, the, the Bison out of Great Falls, which is a very good team. Coach Howard has done – I mean – his record speaks for itself, but they have a very tough glacier game. And are you going to be watching that one pretty intensely?
1: Absolutely, we'll watch. You know what? I I, I just love the state tournaments. So when we're, I'm there, we're, I'm going to be watching all the, the boys games and of course our girls games. But uh, the boys games, yeah, it's just interesting to me. And obviously, we'll we'll play one of those two teams. And and uh, we saw Great Falls High up close and personal last year at the state t- tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, we that was one of our few games we got to play this summer. We know how talented they are, but we also know the Glacier just went to Hellgate and in the playoff game, so they're doing something right. I can assure you that. Um, So it should be a great game, but uh, certainly myself and and my assistants will be uh, watching closely all the other games.
2: You know, good coverage on the NFHS network, even though I won't be there.
1: Yeah, no, I think everyone's kind of, you know, one thing this year's done, it's been a boon for NFHS, I can (laughs) tell you that, I'm sure. uh, Everyone knows that uh, that's out there, how to – how to watch games, and, and it's been a blessing too because in the state of Montana in the middle of the winter, you can't travel to all the places you want to watch. And so you know, I'll go from watching games in the A to I have some friends in Chester and Conrad, and I'm watching their basketball games, and uh, it's great. So, yeah, if our fans uh, don't have the opportunity to get down there on a Wednesday morning and a Thursday afternoon, uh, we hope they tune in on that to, to cheer us on.
2: Uh, college basketball real quick. You got the Carroll men and women out at LC state. Uh, interesting now with the NAI doing regionals, it wasn't like this when you played, but, uh, do you like the new format?
1: Well, I have to see it play out. I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I liked that All NAI divisions are together. I, I've never quite understood why <laughs> there would be different divisions in NAIA, but, so I do like that part for sure. Um, and if they're going to take them, I think they're taking 48 into the playoffs, correct?
2: Right, yeah, 48 this year, and then they'll do 64 next year.
1: Okay, so that's more than they've taken in the past. Um, Obviously, combining them warrants that, but not a bad situation. The only part I don't like is how the the sites are chosen, and that's just uh, how life works in 2021. I think it's based primarily on money. You'd like to see the higher seeds be able to to host those, Mm. but that's just not – Reality. So that's the only thing I'm not a huge fan of.
2: It is uh, National Barbie Day today. Um, kids hmm. have Barbies going up the girls.
1: You know, i have not a lot of Barbies in my house. Not a lot of Barbies that <laughs> I can remember.
2: Um, it is Meatball Day today. Are you a fan of meatballs?
1: Meatball Day? Yeah. Oh, I love meatballs. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I can go wrong meatballs.
2: <laughs> You're not even um, Italian. I celebrate
1: that each and every day. There's no question about that. Uh,
2: so we know what your meal's going to be from uh, uh, certain restaurants probably up there in Great Falls. You're going to get the meatball subs.
1: That could be one of them. But I'll tell you one thing I'm going to get is while we're up there. I, you know, in this COVID year, we haven't gone to restaurants. And <laughs> so when I've gone to Zulu, I haven't been able to hit Hogieville each and every trip. So I'm going to be hitting uh, that Montana club. Spoky cheese fries, and that's going to go down the hatch quick as soon as we get there.
2: I thought, I thought you were going to say Howard's Pizza because that's that's as good a pizza in the state of Montana as there is. It's greasy. It's just
4: good.
1: Yeah, well, I go to Montana Club. and get the guys, you know, all the players can have chicken and salads and linguine, and I'm going to get cheese fries and a big burger. So that's how I get to treat myself. After to the, the
2: tournament, you can get yourself a, a greasy pizza. How's that?
1: Yeah, well, that's definitely on the menu almost weekly in my
2: house. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, Coach, before I let you go. Yeah, Noah Kovic, Carson DeRozier, each winning a state championship for the second time for Capitol High. Uh, what would those two? Where would those two fit in on the basketball team?
1: You know, um, Noah would obviously be an enforcer. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> um, now, I've actually seen Carson play quite a bit. In fact, he'll come and play in open gyms before and after the season. Uh, just because he's someone who just likes to compete and and get out and have exercise, he'll walk in, he's asked me, hey, coach, can I play? I'm like, yeah, you can play. If you're going to compete hard, go out there and play. And he does. So I've actually seen Carson play. I would say that if he was on the team, he he might be the backup to our backup point guard. Let's put it that way.
2: Okay. All right. So it's good that they're both wrestlers.
1: I think they made good choices. (laughs) I like that. Just like most of my basketball players made excellent choices of pick a basketball over wrestling. Well,
2: there you go. That, hey, <laughs> that, is, that is true. Uh, hey, win a state championship, boy. It's been a few years, like seven. Oh,
1: yeah. We'll, we'll give it a good shot. You know, like you said, you get there, you might as well try and win the dang thing. So Exactly. Um, we've got enough to and uh, we're going to let it rip on Wednesday morning.
2: Hey, Coach, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk next week when you win. How's that?
1: All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Jason.
2: Guy Ulmquist joining us, Jason Walker's show, and, uh, yeah, good luck to uh, all the teams. You've got the state double A boys and girls up at Great Falls starting tomorrow. Uh, Is it the B at Metro and the C at Lockwood or vice versa, but uh, boys and girls combined. So six state champs this week will be crowned across the state of Montana. It's going to be a ton of fun. All right, let's do On This Day in History, and uh, it is brought to you by Big Sky Printwear. We print what you wear, and that includes soon... Jason Walker Show shirts. Are you ready to wear? Will you wear a shirt at Jay Walker Sports on the Twitter? You can email us uh, Jason at jasonwalkershow.com. Will you wear a Jason Walker Show shir- uh, t-shirt? It is National Barbie Day today on March the ninth, 1959. Barbie makes her debut at the American Toy Fair in New York. Over a billion have been sold worldwide since. It is Crab Meat Day. It is National Get Over It Day. It is also National Meatball Day. We had meatballs last night. Uh, the wife made uh, really good. Um, like, uh, it was it was really good. I don't even know. What, it had, like, carrots and rice and uh, cool sauce. It was good. Uh, 1897, Cleveland Indians fans. Okay, for all of you cancel culturers, Cleveland Indians fans start calling the team the Indians. In 1915, it became official. That happened on this date in 1897. The fans started calling the team the Cleveland Indians. Because the then Cleveland Spiders signed Louis Socalexis, a full-blooded Penobscot Indian from uh, Maine. That's where the Penobscot Indians uh, natives came from. And so that is how the Indians got their nickname for Cleveland. 1936, Babe Ruth turned down the Reds to make a comeback. 1946, Ted Williams was offered $500,000 to, to play in the Mexican Baseball League, and he said no. 1964, ooh, the father-in-law would appreciate this. The first Ford Mustang was produced. Uh, 1979, MLB Commissioner Bowie Kuhn orders baseball to give equal access to female reporters. 1979, I can't believe it took that long. And there's still female reporters being hosed. This needs to change. Treat female reporters the same as the dude's. 1988, President Reagan presides to the unveiling of the Newt Rotney stamp. Of course, Ronald Reagan, the actor in uh, the movie about uh, George Gipp. 2002, Joe Sackick played his 1,000th career game. 1824, Leland Stanford was born, the eighth governor of California, the founder of Stanford University and uh, also the uh, Southern Pacific Railroad. 1934, Yuri Gagarin was uh, born, the Russian cosmonaut, the first man into space. 1965, couple of birthdays, Benito Santiago was born, the catcher. And Brian Bosworth, the NFL linebacker, was born. Great hair back in the 80s, man, remember? He totally had great hair. Uh, let's see, uh, Julie, uh, Julia Mancuso's birthday is today for Olympic gold medals. She was born in Reno. 1986, NASA announced the searchers found the remains of uh, the Challenger astronauts. And in 2005, Chris Ledoux died on this date. Uh, hooked on an eight-second ride, and so many more great, great songs. Um, liver failure. All right. So, there is On This Day in History. It is brought to you by Big Sky Printware. We print what you wear. New location of 1400 Euclid, 35 years Plus of experience. Now, they do this cool thing. It's called direct-to-garment. If you don't know what that is, just stop in. Let the gals at Big Sky Printwear show you. If you need just one shirt printed, that's all. That's a, that's what they'll do. They'll set you up. And uh, we will have Jason Walker T-shirts, I'm guessing, next week or the week after, that we'll start to, uh, to give away. Got to figure out a good way to give them away. But we will. I promise. Big Sky Printwear. We print what you wear.
0: We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off.
2: We had a good time today in the Major Mortgage Man Cave and uh, talking to uh, Daniel Shepard. We learned today that the Carroll College men were supposed to play College of the Ozarks. They are now going to play Texas Wesleyan on Friday night in the opening round. At the NAI regionals out in Lewiston, Idaho. Guy Omquist talking hoops with us. And we uh, we talked cheerleading, too, with uh, Sue Halls-Bannon, cheer coach over at Capitol. We learned the difference in the last 24 hours between a back tuck and a back flip. Noah Kovic knocking out the, the tuck because he didn't flip. Because he didn't put his hands on the mat. So... You get another look at it, courtesy of Frank Gogola. But here it is. This is a back tuck. He did not go into the pike position. And yes, I know what the pike position is. Anyway, tomorrow, (laughs) Lindsay Woolley will join us, Western women's head coach, the offending national champion, UM Western still. We'll also talk to Rochelle Sayers, Carroll College women's coach. Big show coming up tomorrow at 4. Make sure you go to JasonWalkerShow.com anytime. We'll see you tomorrow. The Jason
0: Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is
3: strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.